I'm Jess Fisher, and this is the best paper I ever wrote. Hello! Today is February 13th. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, which is gross. Um, uh, do you have a Valentine? Are you doing anything tomorrow? Um, no. My parents. Uh, every year my dad writes me a card. <laughs> that's really sweet. It's really sweet. It's very sweet. <laughs> Um, my dad always writes me a card and then he sends it and it always gets like to where I am like a week late and it always makes me Aww. laugh. It, it, no, it's like sweet. It's just like a week late. It's like, you're my Valentine. I'm like, oh yeah, it was Valentine's Day. Weekend. Um, are you doing anything? Um, John and I are actually going to go to a drive-in. Um, we're going to go see Sleepless in Seattle. Cute. Isn't that literally so fun? Yes. I'm glad drive-in gonna... movies are back sit there with our arms crossed and be upset like we're going to see a romantic comedy on valentine's day and both of us are single and mad so it's like (laughs) the way to go that's how you should be (laughs) um today i am joined by a longtime friend of mine uh why don't you introduce yourself i'm lily what's up hi how do you identify um in what oh yeah in what way like um i usually like leave that open-ended um, purposefully, so you have seen my ruse. Um, You're under on. arrest. Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Take Hello. an earbud and say hi to Lily. <laughs> hi. Hello, Lily. How What's are going you? on? I'm okay. How You're are so you? So gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Oh, look stop it. Oh, stop it. I didn't come here to get complimented. You look great. I actually just came in here to get golf clubs. Oh, so. really? great. Great, yeah. great, great. What are you getting but for? also, hello. Hi. Going golfing. What do you, what You're do you going mean? golfing today? Yeah, we're just going to go to the driving Why range. Why are you going to golfing? Because I need to get better before my dad gets in town. Okay. He's disappointed in me. Can I take my earbud back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, John interrupting. A man interrupting. Classic. Discussing. Okay. Anyways, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> it's totally fine. Hope it's going well. Tell Lily I can't wait. Oh wait, she can hear me. I can hear you. I can't wait to listen to your voice while I edit it. Be so. Fun. You're the editor. Yeah, John's the editor. Oh my god. Well, I feel like my voice is so annoying over the <laughs> computer. It's not. It's not annoying. <gasps> Lily was saying that she feels like her voice is annoying, which it's not. No, not at all. No. Thanks, right. guys. <laughs> You're welcome, Lily. <laughs> See you later. Bye. So where were we? We were talking about um, how you identify. So I leave it open-ended because I like it when people are like, like, oh, yeah, my pronouns. I'm yes. queer. I'm I'm this. I'm that. And also I usually encourage like uh, how you identify artist-wise and work-wise. Cool. You know, what are your identifiers? Well, I mean, she, her, hers. Um, and I don't know. I'm... I feel um, w- not <laughs> so far we're off to a great start. <laughs> I just don't feel like uh, any label really in a lot of ways. I feel like pretty um, open to a lot of things and <laughs> I'm just so open Do you and mean cool. like career or artist wise or are you like, talking about LGBT wise or like? I guess all of the above like um i like so let's talk about your sexuality <laughs> right up top I, I love it yeah i don't feel no i feel very open in my sexuality and as a artist i feel like a, i have a lot of like hyphenates that i yeah, identify with so it's like i don't know i just 
I'm me. Which is like <laughs> gross, but true. I identify as Lily. Yeah, I am my own. <laughs> That's like maybe the most conceited thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> but I identify as my own label. Um, how do we know each other? School, baby. School, baby. Um, we met at a at a sewing. Um, oh my god, a, a sewing elective thing. Well, I was in. Were you in the? Was that like your main gig? What? Was that like your? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, sewing. About? Um, in the. I think it was. It was for ITP. Yeah. Um, intro to theater production, and you could take a general class, or you could take like a specific. Yes. Uh, or oh no, it was like oh, it was for like some sort of credit that you had to like help out on a show. Yeah. Like, you had to help out on a show for credit, or you could do, you could, like, help in the costume shop, like, once a week for an hour for the whole semester. And that's what you did? You did it, too. That's how we met. No, I was, no, no, because I was doing the, I was doing the stage management seminar. Oh! And I think I was only there for, like, two weeks, or, like, we, that was, like, one of the, we just did, like, three weeks in each thing i'm pretty sure did i make did i make that up no it could totally be the case i thought you were there every week really was i (laughs) maybe you weren't in my brain i was doing what did you do for you i definitely did the stage management fulfillment i did like i was i did like the um lighting crew and then I did – maybe I did do costumes. But I feel like I only did costumes for, like, a month. Like, I don't feel like it was a long time. Maybe I'm misremembering it, though. I mean, it was only for a semester, and I think it was either once a week or once every other week that we had to, like, sew buttons on shit. Yeah, and, like, people's name tags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's really the first time we met. I felt like it was before them. That's crazy. I mean, that was still freshman year. Wow, time is just like first so semester of freshman year. I was very much in like the playwrights bubble, so I didn't know any NSB people, and I started getting to know NSB people only second semester after Dove and I broke up. And, oh right, like I started like being friends with like you know Patrick CJ, and then like C- then through that Aaron, and then you know. And all the parties. Wow, of, <laughs> of course. I was. I that is so wild. I just really, I don't know why I felt like that was like another lifetime ago. I'm, I'm glad you remembered that. That is, um, that's really sweet. That that's weird. <laughs> I I love that you're like, wait, you did that? I'm like, yeah, you were there. No, I knew you were there. I just I didn't realize I was there for so long. It feels like one week in my brain, but that's Maybe also have a really bad I don't memory. Know. I, I just remember memory. talking politics with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did talk politics. Classic. (laughs) Classic, like, 18-year-old, like, fresh in art school, like, we're going to debate politics. Yeah, man. God. (laughs) That's funny. Um, So where did you grow up and where do you live now? I grew up in L.A., um, in Woodland Hills specifically. It's the Valley. If Uh you know it, shout out. I don't, actually. Oh, it's like... um, I will. You will, because you're going to be an L.A. native. Well, I mean, it's going to be native. La but... La Land. <laughs> God. 
Um, Yes, I grew up in L.A. in the Valley, and then I moved (laughs) to New York for school, and now I'm in New York for the foreseeable future. Um, where'd you go to school? What'd you study? I went to NYU with, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, this girl, Jess. And, um, <laughs> that's what people say when they went to NYU. I went to NYU with Jess Fisher. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you do know everybody. <laughs> oh, that's um, nice. I hope so. I think so. Good. Um, or everybody knows you, I guess. Um, that feels like spicier. Yes. Like, oh, everybody knows Jess. To be known. Oh. I think so. Like I meant a, it in, like, a dirty way. Oh. Then, yes. Dirty sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you studied? I studied musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so, like, yeah, Lily and I, like, met in, um, a little bit freshman year and kind of rotated in similar social circles. And then junior year, I transferred into the musical theater program. So then... I think we were in acting class together and a bunch of other things. Yeah. Oh, my God. Reb. And we did Reb and Vodka <laughs> of and me. We did a musical together. And yes. And we did, sang a duet, two multiple duets. I know. Duets. Oh, my God. Um, it was three. And we recorded them? It was three them? duets. What was that? And we recorded them? We recorded them? Yes, we did. Um, we also did a scene in Paul's class together. What scene did we do together? Um, oh, Antigone? Oh, my God. Oh my god. Yeah, I just remember that. Wow. I that was not in my brain until just now. Okay, great. Oh. We're even now. Yeah, we're even now. I love Paul. <laughs> He's the best. Shout out yeah. to Paul. Paul Whitthorn, amazing acting teacher. Amazing man. Just a great guy. Just a <laughs> great guy in general. He was in um Critters 4. Um <laughs> which is like a sort of like a gremlins franchise um that i think leo dicaprio was in whoa i didn't know that go paul yeah i've just got like my paul facts just sitting in my brain ready to (laughs) his imdb (laughs) um where do you work now oh um i'm currently unemployed but um uh, i i've been like i've been working on like commercial sets doing pa work and some COVID compliance work, which is fun. I get Good to be stuff. a narc. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much um, it. That actually reminds me, when I was on, on set a couple weeks ago, um, <clears throat> we had to get, you know, multiple COVID tests every few days. And um, we had to keep our masks on for all rehearsals, which makes total sense and is great and fine. And these actors that I was working with, I had not seen in over a year. Like, most of them were actors I had toured with and spent, like, every day for months with. And then for a whole year, I didn't see them. And so for the the week of rehearsals, we were wearing masks and stuff. And then on the day of – first day of the shoot, we had to take our masks off. And it was the most uncanny valley thing ever to see the bottom of someone's face. Yeah. And there were two actors who I'd never worked with before. So the first time I ever saw the bottom of their face was, like, on set after working with them for a full week. Um, so that just made me think of like, like your experience on set as a compliance person, like, and, uh, when you're allowed to, when you have to take the mask off and when you keep the mask on, when it's rolling for like rehearsals and it's just interesting. Totally. I, I was just talking to somebody about this because I met someone like on a set and like hung out all day, never saw their face. 
Yeah. And then he was like, oh, like, let's hang out. And then we hung out for the first time outside of, like, work. And, like, then then I saw his face for the first time. It was kind of like like a, like a literal blind date, I guess. That's lame. Wait, but that's like, kind of cute. Yeah, it was, it was like, <laughs> I was like, I really was, like, attracted to someone's personality before their <gasps> face. I love that. <laughs> there, was, there was somebody on set who I had a crush on. Um, Gotta have a and... set crush. Yeah, it's funny that I'm like, like, oh, I can just be vague about it. It was a very small set. <laughs> so if anyone was listening, it'd be like, okay. Um, and, um, like, I told my castmates about it. And they were like, you don't know what he looks like. You don't know if, like, if there's something going on there. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> it's the personality, man. It's the personality. And it's, it's like the mystery. Um, so what was the title of the essay we're talking? So we're talking about a couple different essays. Um, oh, I should probably pull it up, huh? Let me see. I have one. Um, I have gender norms in modern comedy. Yeah. And then you also had a parody paper. Um, but I think we're going to talk more about gender norms mm-hmm. in comedy. Um, <clears throat> what class was it for? Um, this was for a class called Bodies in Cultural Landscapes. Yeah, that is a great like class title. I think that is super duper interesting. It was just a class I happened to take because I was always, like, on the, like, last day of registration. And so... Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I never got the classes I wanted to get. And um, a couple people I knew were taking it. And I was like, I guess I'll just, like, uh, take this class. These are cool people. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I did because it was... It's, like, one of my favorite classes with stuff that's, like, actually stuck with me. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. Um. I've been thinking about that a lot, like, as I'm moving into, like, um, the, I don't know, fucking commercial acting world Mm -hmm. that um, I've, like, more recently, I mean, like, in college, but, like, a little bit more recently um, started identifying as, like, non-binary, like, I use she or they pronouns. Love that. And if it was my choice, (laughs) love that. (laughs) (laughs) I do. (laughs) When people find themselves, it's exciting to me. I know. It's just funny. (laughs) and um what was i gonna say and like i've been talking to john about like how i dress and how i look and like i just got headshots done and i think they're beautiful but they're like so like i am a girl and it's like that works for what is happening that works for um like i'm still like getting work and things like that but in my ideal world i would not look the way that i look Mm. and so it's just thinking about like how i present in conversation with what my product is which Mm -hmm. is like my performance um and how they interact with each other and how (laughs) they're like the best impasse will get the best results yeah (laughs) like the best intersection of it and not really knowing where that is um and so do you have any like thoughts on that as a performer as well yeah Um, absolutely so many thoughts i i just think being seen and being perceived is like part of i mean i think it's part of performance but i also think it's part of our lives every day every second of every day because of like the mm. internet um but oh, true like how it's cool because i feel like at this moment in time it's being yourself and being authentic and who you feel you are is is applauded and it's mm-hmm. something that i think is way more encouraged in the, just in the last couple of years but um it's hard because you know as in in commercial theater and stuff they're still looking for like the character type and it's like 
Oh, 100%. How we move past this? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's it's just difficult because, like, you want to get hired. <laughs> so you take headshots that look like the thing that you need money for. Like, you need you want money so you because you want to work in the industry. Right. Um, exactly. Um, or the other way around. You want to work in the industry because you want money. And <laughs> so much of it is commercialized. <laughs> Um, right and I I was thinking about too how you were saying about character like I mean it's funny how um, when you're like presenting and and raised as a woman especially in the performing arts field it's like you're a character or you're an ingenue which is something that is like drilled into us at musical theater school yeah not even by the teachers just by the structure and by what we're assigned and by the casting and things like that Um, and I even just experienced that like with with all of the like auditions that I've gotten have all been very character and every side that I'm given have been very character yeah and it's just right forever and ever and it's just sort of like I kind of thought that I like hoped that after college it'd be different and it's just simply not at all <laughs> it's I think it's worse it's like I think in oh college... it's time to play another like demeaning or mean or funny or like you know it's time to never ever play a romantic role ever. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> I think I think things are changing, but you know, theater is always like I think the statistic is it's always like 7 years behind. So oh, that's funny. Cuz it takes like 7 years to develop a show. So all the stuff that's being developed now will be ready in 6 or 7 years when people maybe but by then it will have been too late. Like Hollywood's already moved on. We're like, you know. Yeah. Who knows? That's so interesting. So, what was the fam- what was the um, research like for this uh, this class and like these subjects that we want to talk about specifically women in comedy? Um, it was well. Full disclosure: every paper I wrote, <laughs> every like basically every paper I wrote in college, I did like at one a.m. the night before with very little research, and I pivoted. <laughs> almost every essay to something I wanted to talk about. So Hell I, yeah. I don't even know what the assignment was, but somehow I made the essay about gender and com- uh, gender and comedy. But um, yeah. I think th- this class was, a, the teacher was um, Patricia Hoffbauer. She's a performance artist. So mm-hmm. everything that we talked about was like from, through her lens of being a performance artist in New York, which I mean, very cool lens but um yeah that's cool yeah so all of all of this whole essay specifically was mostly researching um uh coco fusco and gomez pena pena who are like performance artists and then i related their performance art to what i believe to be my association with performance art which is being a woman in comedy Like, I know what you mean, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you... Oh, okay. No, something happened to my computer. Here. Great. You come from a family of performers. Um, how long have you known that you wanted to be a comedian? Um, Not that long, actually. I feel okay. like... I mean, I, I've always, like, gravitated... To, I've always done, like, theater and stuff, and I've always gravitated towards, like, you know, the funny roles. And maybe part mm-hmm. of that is because I was put in that box at a young age of being like oh interesting yeah of being like a character Funny best friend. yes yeah. exactly um and <laughs> 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 I, 
because it's just the way I look so funny. Um, <laughs> um, so I think I I was really I was just talking to my therapist about this. <laughs> like hell yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of what I have. I think I've always gravitated towards like comedy and stuff because it's just kind of come naturally and that's like definitely a defense mechanism but for so long people were like you should do comedy you should like whatever and it just felt too like um on the nose like it felt too obvious to me to pursue the thing that was coming naturally to me um interesting yeah and I think in the last like I I really started doing stand-up like senior year of college and I was really like actively pursuing it the year after so it's only been a couple years of like really pursuing it oh that's funny i guess i haven't thought about that one i love your stand-up i love i love thanks um Um, i think you're hilarious but i guess that's funny i guess like i've known you since before you started doing it and i've just i guess in that way too like i've been like oh lily's funny and so when you started doing stand-up i was like yeah of course like Lily stand up. Like <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I think I, I did like improv and I did stuff before, but it always felt like Oh true. It just felt like the thing I was doing that week, you know? And then uh-huh. only like in the last couple of years have I been like, Oh, this I could like do this for money and for my own soul. <laughs> what was that assignment we had to do for NSB where we had to like make a film? Um where I did like a mean girl scene and you and John did a scene from workaholics. Oh my God. That just entered my brain because I remember like tears in my eyes watching you and oh, John do that scene. That's so nice. It was like, I think we just, <laughs> it was a, that was an acting, that was a legit acting class and the assignment was like, do a film, <laughs> make a film. Do a funny, funny film. I yes. Think. So we just did yeah. like a scene from workaholics that we filmed in my apartment in like, I think we spent like an hour on it, just like not even that much time. It was so fucking good. Thanks. <laughs> it was. I think about it all the time. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Okay, so it's it's funny. Lily sent me like four different papers. And... <laughs> I'm so indecisive. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want Lily on on the pod, and then I was like, all right, send me a paper. And I think you sent me a paper like maybe two months ago. And then I texted you again, was like, wait, I want you on the pod. And then you sent me, I think, three different papers. And then finally you were like, no, I want this one. And then I was like, wait, I also have a paper about women in comedy, um, but mine is about Amy Schumer. And then you were like, wait, I wrote about Amy Schumer too. Yeah. But you didn't find that paper, but that's fine. <clears throat> it's somewhere. I just, I've had so many hard drives. It's exhausting. That's okay. Was that also for the same class? I, if I am remembering correctly, it was. It was either for this class or for a class I took called Theater and Activism. Oh. Okay, that would also make sense for that. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, have you ever been told that women aren't funny? And how did that feel? Never. No one's ever said that. I'm kidding. Um, Oh, I don't know. I'm kidding. People say that all the (laughs) time. I'm kidding. I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It was a joke that didn't land and I'm embarrassed now. Um, (laughs) Um... Yeah, all the time. People have said, like, women aren't funny or they're shocked when someone is. Mm. That's the worst. It's like, oh, this is the first time I'm experiencing a woman oh making me laugh. Um, yeah. Has, have you ever done something and then a guy was like, oh, my God, like, a funny woman? Yeah. Yes. And 
Um, Because I think a lot of, like, open mics in New York are just, like, 40-year-old bitter men Mm -hmm. and um, white heterosexual cisgender Mm -hmm. men who just suck. And um, (laughs) after... My wife, ba-ba-ba. No, literally. My ex-wife, ba-ba-ba. Yes. And (laughs) I don't know what compelled me to just continue entering those rooms like i don't have to i could go like probably find a room with people my own age but i just like i don't know i guess it's a masochistic thing but i i i guess it's my goal to like try to get those people and they after a while i think a couple like guys were like oh like no i i i think you're like good and that was like not that i need to like prove anything to them but like right I was like, it's not about you. Like, I'm just here to, like, practice Practice on, like, and, and I think, I just think for me, like, knowing that these people hate me or, like, don't believe in me, huh. it's, like, it's kind of like a fuck you, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense to Does me. Does that answer the question that I went on a rant? No, I just, like, I, I think that's super interesting. It just reminded me of, like, the whole women aren't funny thing, what you said about when people are surprised when you're funny. Mm-hmm. Um. It, re- it reminds me of, like, you know, my famous fucking um, fisting video. Yes, um, it's very good. Thank you. I if you haven't that. seen it, it's... check it out. <laughs> if you haven't seen my fisting video, check it out. That's funny. <laughs> um, where I, it's it's 16 seconds, and I'll admit, I'm proud of it. It's funny. But, like, a lot of the comments are like, now that's a funny woman. I never thought I'd see the day a yeah. funny woman. And I'm like, ew. Ew, yeah. dude. I hate that. Or I'll get DMs on TikTok that are like, wow, like, and she's funny. It's it's <laughs> truly atrocious. To, like, I, the funniest people in my life are women. So it's like, like, it's a given for me. Like, yeah. so it's weird that for the world, it's not a given. It has to be something that's like, um, earned, which I oh, interesting. don't like. Yeah. It seems that was, way. Um, there was a documentary in 2014, Judd, uh, it's Apatow, right? Apatow, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Right before I said his last name, I was like, you're going to say it wrong. Um, called Women Aren't Funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, a bunch of, you know, female comedians were interviewed for it. And it's just funny to me. Um, like, it was obviously a satirical uh, title. Um, but it's it's funny to me that there could be a documentary called that. And... I'm sure there is one, and I'm sure it's, like, QAnon conspiracy theorists who oh, are, like... Oh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not literally with a title, but I'm sure there's something like it. Right. Um, it's just funny that that sort of title can land, and that was a very popular documentary. Um, mm-hmm. So how is sketch comedy different from stand-up um, as far as, like, women and, like, and <laughs> as far as women... <laughs> as far as women are concerned... <laughs> But, like, you know what I mean? Like, because we're talking about women in comedy, and there's a whole bunch of different forms. There's there's parody, there's sketch, there's improv, there's stand-up. Um, like, should we try to hone in on one? Like, that's an actual question for you, Lily, right now. Like, should we try to, like, choose? Because <laughs> it's... I, I always find, like, the topic, like, women in genre. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I read a lot about, like, women in horror, and it just, like, with comedy, there's just so many different forms that it takes... Um, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's funny that you said that because I really just started getting into sketch writing because I mean, I, oh, funny. 
that's like you know you have to do something over quarantine um (laughs) and i feel like i don't like putting a label (laughs) like back to the beginning i don't feel like (laughs) i think it's important to hone in on like comedy or like music but like within that i feel like it's oh just make whatever you want like i I think it's important to learn the skill um like you know just doing it or like with stand-up i was just doing it all the time and just by the nature of getting in my ten thousand hours or whatever Mm. you know like you i haven't done it for ten thousand hours but like (laughs) (laughs) you just it you, you learn it that way just by doing um but i don't think do you feel like we should be maybe not now that you say it like that i i just mean because it was when we started talking about women in comedy we started talking about Mm stand-up and then and then when amy schumer came up it quickly pivoted to sketch Mm -hmm. um and it, it made me think about the fact that like a lot of um I think a lot of the problems that come up with Amy Schumer has to do with her stand-up mm-hmm. and when she is, like, playing herself and representing herself. But, like, I think her best work is in sketches. And yeah. And her most interesting layered work. And so I I, I, I think I, I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to talk about um, how the form of stand-up is, like, one of the mediums of it is, like, the text like the written text um, or the improvised text, like the sound of the voice and the image of the person, right? Where sketch comedy, there's so many other elements, but mm-hmm. when it's, when st- with stand up, like the body and the face and the voice are all part of the art, very much so like performance art. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, that that brings into conversation i guess ey anyway, sounds so nyu right now i hate it <laughs> no you're just a podcast host. <laughs> um, like, no it's a podcast um how how women's bodies well not just women's bodies in the literal sense but like how how the the perception of of uh, femininity is seen when they're standing on the stage and it's just them in a microphone you know totally. how that changes yeah yeah um yeah, it's I didn't so... really ask a question. So. No, but I, I, have, I have something to say. So on the I topic. didn't give you a good way in there. <laughs> no, but I, I know what you were asking. You asked me through your eyes. Um, <laughs> like, yes, I feel like there's a. I, I, this is not my point. I'm not. This is not my point. I heard. I think I heard this on like a podcast or something. But <laughs> someone was talking about how like when you know men go up and talk about sex, it's like. Sure, duh, it's part of life. But when a woman talks yeah. about sex, it's like a woman talking about sex or like, you know, boobs and a vagina talking about sex. You know, it's like so... Sure. It's so part of the physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or like, you know, talking... You know, th- that's the whole thing with Amy Schumer. It's like people are like, she talks about her period. And it's like... Okay. okay. Like, it's Men like, talk about poop like a lot (laughs) exactly it's like it's a literal part of life like it's insane that it that that has a you know gender um and it shouldn't because all kinds of people get their periods um right but um what (laughs) (laughs) 
well that that also makes me think about um i remember i'm trying to find it in the paper that i wrote um that she um because she like talks about sex in her stand-up and the the way that like the way that i i wrote this paper in 2016 Mm -hmm. so this was before i feel pretty um and this was like right when people were starting to not like her Mm -hmm. like i would say like 2013 through 2015 people just all like loved the fuck out of her yeah um but she was known for like ooh, she talks about her period and sex and blah blah yeah um but what, what was i saying come back come back thought come back um oh that people assume that she's like a sexual deviant yeah like that she's talked about the fact that people assume that she's like kinky and weird because she talks about sex openly and she's like i'm not at all (laughs) yeah so that makes me think about like yeah when men talk about sex you're not assuming that they're like kinky or whatever i don't know yeah that's the part of the joke totally i i just you just reminded me i I was reading carrie brownstein's autobiography Mm -hmm. and she talks about how i mean she's it was about her um being in her band slater kinney and it talks about how when female or, you know, female presenting musicians um, are on the stage and they sing, like, intimate songs, it's like you believe that that's, like, a part of their life and hmm. you, like, you feel connected to them versus when, like, male or more masculine presenting people are singing, um, you can – it doesn't necessarily have to be about them. Like, the um, – like if That's they're if they're singing in character or they're talking in character, it can be um, people people can um, extend their imagination. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think it's similar with comedy. It's like you maybe with men too you just believe that that's part of that's that's exactly who they are and it's not like a character that they're putting on. It's like you with women you just assume that it's like everything about them is like they're being vulnerable and true. I don't know how huh. true that is, but it's just something she was talking about in the book. No, that's interesting. Do you, do you, when you do stand-up, is, is there, like, a character you do? Um, I mean, I'm pretty new. new. I'm still, like, trying to find my voice mm-hmm. in that way, but, uh, I think it's a heightened version of myself, or a heightened, sure. um, yeah. I think it's, like, an, um, exaggerated part of me but like if i just went in on stage and started talking like this i think people would be bored out of their minds because <laughs> it's like i'm just like a person um but i think the things that are funny about me or the things that are funny about people when they exaggerate them and put them on a stage it's like that's the stuff that we find entertaining right and yeah. with with amy schumer sorry now i'm just talking so much no um, no go 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 with Amy Schumer, she's... Go! <laughs> okay, okay, here's my points. Um, thesis. Um, she, she's talked about this before, that she, like, is putting on a character. I think you put that in your essay, too. Mm-hmm. Right? About the... Um, she puts on a... She was putting on a character playing the basic... The basic white girl? Yeah. And people were yeah. like, that's th- that girl. Yeah. Like, like, fans would go up and be like, oh my god, that's literally me. And she's like, no... I'm parodying you. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> you're not me. Totally. Yeah. Well, that... So... Okay. Really quick, before we dive into Amy Schumer, because I was about to talk about, like, her race jokes. Um, yeah. I want to go into... Really quick. So, like, we can talk about... 
it's it's funny that we can just talk about and and criticize women in comedy right now when it's fairly recent as far as in the grand scheme of history that like women in comedy has been like cool and okay and mainstream <laughs> um i just have like a quick like history of women in comedy like i i saw an article because i was just reading a bunch of articles about women in comedy and some of them were like the first female comedian was jane austen and i was like what <laughs> and they're like because she's funny and like her writing like has a lot of commentary on gender roles i'm like okay i'm down and then we got like Fanny Bryce and Gracie Allen and Phyllis Diller, Mary Tyler Moore, Joan Rivers. Um, and it's the Joan Rivers comedy is like uh, when she was on um, the Ed Sullivan show in 1967, like the vibe was very similar to what we see today. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I guess we can bring this back later, like what women tend to joke about and one, why it works and two, why it's made fun of. Um, but the, the vibe that Joan Rivers had was like, I think she said, you're a girl, you're 30 years old, you're not married, you're an old maid. A man, he's 90 years old, he's not married, he's a catch. Like, women still make that joke, just in a different form. Yeah. Um, and then we got like SNL, Goldens, Gilda Radner, Jane Curtin, Lily Tomlin, Terry Garr, and then, of course, Roseanne Barr and Ellen. And then we have, if, if we want to talk about non-US, we have Tracy Ullman. And then we get into the early 2000s of Margaret Cho and, and Sarah Silverman. Um, and Sarah Silverman, specifically, like, um, that's where some people point to her as, like, really breaking boundaries to um, make comedy that is, like, commentary, but also, um, like, uniquely feminine and, like, raunchy. I, I know that sounds odd, but, like, a perfect example is... On a, a 2007 episode of her Comedy Central series included a nostalgic abortion montage of her <laughs> entering the same clinic during the Reagan, Clinton, and then Bush administrations, while Green Day's I Hope You Had the Time of Your Life played gently in the background. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I read that and I was like, that's, <laughs> I've never seen that, but that's really funny. I know, now I want to see it. That's <laughs> really good. Um, okay. And then, you know, we get to Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Mindy Kaling, and, um, like, it's... So I read the Amy Poehler memoir, um, and I loved it. What the, what the hell is it called? Um, did you ever read that? Mm-mm. Oh, what is it called? Bossy Pants is Tina Fey, right? Yes. God. Well, I'll... Whatever. But, um, the headline that I was reading, because I was reading, a, like, an essay about her memoir and women comedian memoirs... And um, the headline said a series of you go girl memoirs. And I was like, that is the worst. Ugh, I'm disgusted. I know. <laughs> you go girl memoirs. Um, that's so gross. And did Amy Schumer have a memoir? I'm going to look that up. Um, she has a book called Girl with a Lower Back Tattoo. Is that, is it a memoir? It's like a series of essays. Yeah. It's not that's really cool. like, you know, her life up until now. It's just kind of like, I think um, from what I remember, I read it. So, you like Amy Schumer. It's so funny that that's, like, a controversial thing, and I feel hesitant to say yes, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, it, it is funny that it's a controversial take. But I also would argue that because she's a woman, there's stronger opinions on both sides about her. Of course. Like, you know, there's so many, well, I mean, she, as far as we know, she hasn't, like, you know, assaulted anyone or preyed on young people. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but I just mean, like, as far as comedy goes, like, her comedy has been 
a lot less controversial than a lot of the men that are on the stage, I guess you could say today. And yeah. um, inside Amy Schumer, I, I think is just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful yeah. piece of work. Me too. Um, there are so many amazing sketches in it. Like, um, you, you were like, oh, I wrote about um, a very realistic military game. And mm-hmm. I was like, I also wrote about, I actually didn't write about that in this paper. There was a section that I cut about that um because i have like so many feelings about that sketch yeah my favorite sketch is football town nights so good um and it's funny both of those sketches are like about rape and Mm -hmm. are still funny somehow and many people could argue like you cannot joke about rape um and yet these sketches do it in such a beautiful way that also is interesting and um layered so, um, I don't know. Talk about Amy Schumer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just girl. talked for a long time about history. Because I felt like as a podcast, I also want to be educational. I no, I think that's great. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy to me that people are like, women are funny now. Like, give women a chance. Like, women have always been the fucking funniest. Right, right. Um, All these people that I that I listed, like Mary Tyler Moore, Phyllis Diller, like Gilda Radner, like can you even, you know, like yeah. are you kidding? I know. <laughs> and um it it's it's just funny that they're I know it's important that people have these things, but it's funny that there are classes that are like, you know, women in media. It's like, what are you talking about? women exist like i don't understand i I agree with you i think that's like like i women and blank is such a funny phrase women and horror women and comedy women and politics like like but i think it's great that that much lower i know i know (laughs) i know like a whole class i know but i i do think it's important and i'm glad you brought up all those people um anyway sorry you want to talk about amy schumer um, yeah, I think the thing that frustrates me about the general population is that, like, if she was a dude, like, nothing she has ever said would have been scrutinized the way that it has been. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there are YouTube compilations of her stealing jokes. And it's, right. like, the same three <laughs> jokes. <laughs> stealing jokes. <laughs> and it's what's crazy is that all of those compilations are, like, truly the same three jokes that they think she stole and like they're not that clever it's like like i'm sure she just had the same thought as somebody else and also she's had a a lifetime of a career in stand-up why would she feel the need to steal three jokes like yeah the whole like there are no compilations of like dave Chappelle stealing Stealing jokes jokes. you know um so i think yeah, but I also I just want to say that she's in the last couple of years has come out so publicly and so forthright and said I did this, this was wrong. I made a terrible joke about this, about this race. I don't stand behind this. I regret this. Here's what I I'm doing. I haven't seen that. I'm gonna take a gander really quick. Let me do some googling. She's just become like very political in the last couple of years and really, I think, made the best kind of. Um, apology in quotes because you know she just she's a huge advocate for marginalized people and feels really badly about being uneducated and has gone above and beyond to educate herself herself from what i can see that's cool 
Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't seen too much of that. Did you see I Feel Pretty? Yeah. What what is I didn't see it. What was it good? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was you know, like a sweet rom-com mm. um about a girl who's like finding confidence. Um That's nice. Yeah. I liked it. Did you have I I didn't see it. I just I don't know why I didn't see it cuz Trainwreck is easily one of my favorite movies. Me too. Yeah. Tra- I it's like Trainwreck is like a requirement that I like if somebody is getting close to me, I make them watch Trainwreck. Um, because I just I think it's so good. One, it's it's just hilarious, but also her acting in it is killer. Yeah, she's totally like trained killing. in Meisner. Is she really? Yeah. Wow. She's like <laughs> cool. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, I. Yeah, I love Trainwreck. Um, and I remember that came out around the time that people were starting to, like, hate her. And it was, like, cool to hate Amy Schumer. Because mm-hmm. she was, it's like, anytime a woman is successful, it's, like, cool to yes. start hating her. <laughs> Correct. I also like, think she she did become the face of white feminism and fully right, embodied that. And right. p- part of, I think part of the problem was that, like, we were talking about her, like, onstage persona was, like, was a white feminist uneducated ignorant person and she was i think unknowingly like perpetuating problematic things Mm -hmm. um but in her mind was like parodying it and saying this is a terrible person and you shouldn't be like this person but because it was so mainstream and because it was like whatever and like we were talking about people believed that that was like her real that's really who she was and she wasn't doing a persona i think that's a huge part of the thing that made people hate her was they're like wow she's an awful person who believes these awful things um not that that's any you know defense because i don't think you should make racist jokes but right (laughs) (laughs) no no i know what you're saying um yeah i'm thinking about that and i'm also thinking about the fact that like all of the women i listed are white um Mm -hmm. yeah and cis and also like I mean, Ellen is a lesbian, but, like... She is. I mean, talk about problematic. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and yet, like, Amy was making race jokes. Um, But it's interesting that it's, like, when you do something in a character, if you write it, is that okay? And I'm not going to try to police comedy. Because, like, I remember John and I had this conversation, too, where I was like, you should come on the podcast and talk about, like, comedy. And he was like, then it's going to be a conversation about policing comedy, and I don't want to do that. Um, so then we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, and now I'm talking to you about it instead. Because he's sure. a coward. <laughs> yeah, I'm super brave. <laughs> um, I do just want, I mean, I do, I know that we are two white people talking about, like. Yep race in the world and i feel like it's it's not at all my place to say what should and shouldn't be done but i Mm -hmm. think as a white person seeing another white person like backtrack and say like oh i was really stupid and here's what i'm gonna do to be better and here's how i'm being better is like i don't know what else beyond that i like that to me feels like the answer of the moment is to be like here's why it's wrong. Let me educate some other people around me. Let me advocate for these people. Let me lift voices who are marginalized. And, Mm -hmm. and I feel like she, honestly, I think she's like, 
I mean, I still follow her. I follow her on Instagram. So she's, like, one of the only people. Like, <laughs> if we look at Lena Dunham, like, I think Lena Dunham didn't do the right thing. <laughs> didn't, didn't like, own own her shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's at the beginning of my paper. I'm like, it's it's funny because it, I I wrote the paper about um, who she is and if she has the authority to make the jokes that she makes. She makes a lot of jokes about weight, and in 2014, um, she was below the national average for height and weight for women. Um, and she makes a you know she makes some jokes about race, and um, like she's a white girl. So it it's just funny that at the beginning of my essay, like you were saying, we're two white people talking about this. Um, I said, like, here I am going to be sitting here talking about um, the fact that she does not have the authority to make these jokes. This is what my essay is about. But she's a five foot seven. I listed her weight. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, like white cis person, straight person. At the time I was straight. And I said, and I am, and I was the exact same height, weight, um, white cis straight person. <laughs> so it's it's funny to be like talking about like um bodies in space and and how they're looked at when yeah. it's like we're in a similar position to her mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's it's just an interesting thing that you brought that up and it made me think of that um whenever i'm like talking about comedy and commentary um i always pull up football town nights it's it's a it's a parody of uh saturday night lights and it's basically a, like you should just watch it um, it is but so it's, good it's so good it's so funny And it's just about a football team, like a high school football team, where the whole town and all the players, like, um, feel that to be a football player, you have to be able to rape people. (laughs) And um, it's way funnier. (laughs) It's way funnier than what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know what's funny, actually? Um, Football Town Nights makes me laugh, like, full-heartedly laugh. Yeah. Um, A very realistic military game does not make me laugh. Mm. Um, but that could be because my mom is a war vet. <laughs> oh, true. Um, I and I don't, that's not to say that I don't love that sketch. I think it's amazing, but it doesn't make me laugh. I don't think it's very funny. Um, but does I it make you laugh? watch it. I, I don't remember. Oh, okay. What I remember from it is that it made really good points. Yeah. So a very realistic military game is where Amy, like, plays her boyfriend's military game and you she, like, selects a woman character and her woman character gets assaulted and, like, she goes, her character, like, in the video game, she has to go through all the boring paperwork and, like, go and try to get, like, that guy, like, removed from the military and just, like, ultimately fails. But the and guy is, playing... like, shooting people and, like, playing right. the video game. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. And, yeah, simultaneously she's, like, not able to even do anything because in the first minute her character on the, like, video game gets assaulted. Um, things that I've, again, it doesn't sound funny at all. And this is part of this is inside It's hilarious, you guys. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> women in comedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's better than women in comedy? Comedy is two women explaining women in comedy. <laughs> But to also say, you know, when it's sketch comedy and you have your own show, um, she didn't write all of her sketches. There's a whole team of writers behind mm-hmm. her, um, men and women as well. Um, I think also one of my favorite sketches that brings in, like, ta- is is kind of about what we've been talking about is there's a sketch of, that makes fun of um, 12 Angry Jurors. I actually think it's a whole episode. It's and It was nominated for an, for an Emmy, I think. It's so good. Was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Where they're debating whether or not amy is hot enough to be on tv 
And it's just like, that is such a beautiful fuck you to the commentary that is around her and all of these headlines about her mm-hmm. and the commentary she makes about herself. So she writes a whole like episode about this group of men deciding and debating whether or not like she gives them a boner. Yeah. And it it is so good. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. They like debate her dildo and they like have a dildo sword fight. Um, it's just genius. I think it's one of the smartest things I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 So watch those. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should really plug Amy Schumer. She needs the publicity. She needs the publicity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. She's celebrating her third wedding anniversary today. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram. Congrats to her. She married a chef. What a dream. She married a chef. (laughs) Her son's name is like Jen Adel. Like something. Gene Attell, yeah. Gene well, Attell. Her name, he, his name is Gene, was Gene Attell Fisher, which sounds like genital fissure. <laughs> and so she changed it to Gene Dave, I think, because she named her, his middle name after Dave Attell, who's a comic. But, um, so funny. Like she said that it was an accident. Yeah. But that is she, really I, I believe it. I didn't even, this is totally separate, but when somebody else has the last name Fisher, I don't really think of how that's funny that my Oh, duh, Jess Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> like, I think I they just, just spell it differently, though. Right. It's with a C. But even like Carrie Fisher and um, what's her name? Jenna Fisher. Like, I don't really think about that. Um, but I just think it's funny that there was a human on this earth named Genital Fisher. And I know. it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change your name in my phone to that. Genital Fisher. I really yeah. like that. Um, I'm trying to think of other points that we can make, but I do think that we covered a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, should I talk about the performance artists who I wrote about? Oh, yeah. And I also wanted to talk about really quick. Um, I, want, I, I, I mentioned the fact that um, people were so violently angry about the fact that they had women in Ghostbusters. Oh my god, uh, I know. They had an all these Ghostbusters. People were so like it was like the angriest I've seen a lot of men. <laughs> and it like I didn't see it, but it didn't even look that good. No. And it's like, why can't women just make mediocre stuff? Like no, I feel like that's true. <laughs> I I this is like Like so... C <laughs> like... <laughs> We can be regular. Um I forget this whole debate with you know i may destroy you did you mm-hmm. see the do, do you know about the whole debate it got like snubbed for gold no for all the golden globe nominations um michaela cole who's like just she i think she wrote it and she produced it and she started it she's incredible but she's this black woman and she has to like everyone's saying like black women have to work a trillion times harder just to get seen totally. and it's like like i i feel that way already just like is it female presenting person in the world and like to then be like doubly mar- marginalized and have all these like things against you and to still be like have to, like like other marginalized people are not allowed to just be mediocre like and, and i think she wasn't even being mediocre she was she was being incredible like yeah <laughs> and still it's not <laughs> right. enough so right. i feel like um yeah so that that's not you know i didn't come up with that but like just the feeling of like having to work a million times harder and still get 
um, still have, you know, mediocre white men come out on top is pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, I, I remembered what I was going to say before, and it was um, I, I do find that a lot of women's comedy like makes more interesting commentary than men's comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it has more interesting things to say. Like, um, so fuck you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so like, like there's, you, you showed me, you sent me that Beth Selling, um, that's her name, right? Yeah. That's Selling. I love Beth um, Selling. Yeah. Her, you sent me that clip of hers and she makes that joke about like losing weight and that women l- want to lose enough weight, like, so that they don't take up any more space and that they eventually disappear. Mm-hmm. and like, again one... super funny <laughs> it sounds so dark <laughs> like hearing it I know I'm sounding like like uh like a horror writer right now um, I love it <laughs> one it made me laugh so hard but also like I talk about that in therapy <laughs> like that concept yeah and it's like that's so cool that that it can make me laugh like that and it also yeah. is really really poignant um, I think that's what makes great comedy is it's like horrifically traumatic stuff that (laughs) we all relate to and then to laugh like to have a have a um unbridled laugh just like come out of you is like that's that's like my favorite stuff yeah yeah I um I remember um I was in playwriting class I think sophomore year and I had this piece that was like really sad I wrote it to be really sad and it was about abuse and it was about like very subtle uh relationship abuse and every time I brought it into class the class would laugh and there was one time I started like sobbing and I was like it's supposed to be sad and my teacher was like like humans laugh when they recognize themselves yeah and so it's so funny that I'm trying to talk about women of comedy and I'm (laughs) But it's true. I and mean, that, uh, <laughs> it is true. But uh, what what was it? Uh, Annie Baker. Every time that she writes a play, apparently she gives it to her publisher and says, "This one isn't going to be funny." And her plays are always like hilarious. Yeah, because they're so um, uh, blatantly real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any jokes where they're like really dark, but they really really land? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a my like. My go-to closer is mm-hmm. um um wow I literally haven't done comedy in so long I don't even remember it but <laughs> it's about That's how a really I'm jealous. good one Lily <laughs> <laughs> thank you check me out on Zoom this Saturday um um I have a joke about like how I'm jealous of everyone who goes missing like when you see like <laughs> when you see on Twitter like someone's gone missing and it's like. Emily's gone missing. Look for her. She has brown hair and she's 110 pounds. And I'm like, mm-hmm. good for you, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows you're 110 pounds now. That's, that's like my, that's a good one. <laughs> I, that one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's like, <laughs> I guess maybe that's about as dark as I could. That's not true. I don't oh, know. That's pretty dark. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I say it's a compliment. Yeah. Oh, no, Lily, it's dark. No, it's good. Talk about missing children. It's funny. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah, it's your podcast. <laughs> I hope you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> we 
this is this is a kind of a separate thought but could be related i don't know um i have always been very afraid to do stand-up and it's funny because like i do tiktok yeah and i'm a writer but i have never like i've always wanted to do stand-up but i just feel like it's this you should this like insanely terrifying and scary thing that i would never be able to do um so one i I respect you for that oh my god Um, but two i just think that that's interesting and funny that stand-up i i also feel like there's a very gatekeepy thing that men do with stand-up where they're like oh you you know like you're gonna bomb and you are gonna bomb but they're like i don't know know no i know it i think um i think you should do it i think everyone should do it like at some point but you also are funny, so I think you should do it. Oh, but I think everyone should do it because it's, like, I mean, it's exactly what we're talking about. It's, like, you have to decide what you want to say. I mean, mm. like, you don't have to script. You can improvise. A lot of times I will write on stage. Like, I'll go up with an idea um, and then just talk it out in mm. front of people. And I think it's such a great thing because suddenly you're super self-aware. You know what's going on in a room. It's, like, it's like a great way to just like learn about yourself because like you're really hearing what you're saying and like seeing it back at the same time it's like a lot of um stuff like that but anyway that's a separate thought but in terms of like gatekeeping um i didn't know this until i really started doing it that there are like 99 percent of people who do it are like so not good (laughs) and like oh really And, like, or not even that they're not good, that they just, some of them, like, don't even want to be comedians. Some people just need a place to talk. And, like, (laughs) so many open mics are just people who have not been given. I know. And, like, you wouldn't really know that unless you were, like, doing it all the time. The first one I went into, I was terrified, of course. But, like, some people just need five minutes. And they pay, you know, $5. (laughs) And they just need five minutes of people paying attention to them. And Hmm. they will just talk and use it. And sometimes it's fascinating because you're just like staring at someone existing but sometimes it's like what compelled you to come here today <laughs> to do this so interesting yeah so i think there's like it's kind As of in, like, like don't be afraid because like people are already going to be worse than you yes huh that's cool and there was this one guy in la who i used to yeah. see all the time who i could not tell you his name he he had two different types of lenses on his glasses Like, two sides of his glasses were taped together. Like, he would bring a guitar. He would play the guitar, but then talk about communism. And, like, I just – and it wasn't funny. It was just he needed a place to get it out. And I was like, this dude – this dude knows what's up. Like, he's just (laughs) – he's fully here for himself. Hell, yeah. He just needed some friends or something. But – um. Yeah, I think you should do it for sure. Do you want to plug anything? Oh man, I have this so will be aired, much going on. <laughs> this will be aired in not this Monday, not the following, but the one after that. Okay. Um. So if you're listening to this, you will have just missed my Zoom comedy show. <laughs> um. But no, I I make. <laughs> <laughs> uh follow me on twitter i have my yeah. tweet a no lot. it's really good i like probably um, five of your tweets a day 
it really means so much to me that you do that. But it's not an <laughs> obligation at all. Oh, good. That so you don't like the like ones you lying. don't like. <laughs> no, it's not out of obligation. I really like your tweets. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'll just go look at all the ones you haven't liked and I'll... Th- then those you'll the know. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I wake up and I'm like, hmm, let's see I'm not what I like did that today. One. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, I appreciate the honesty. I have a friend who'll text me and they'll be like, he'll be like, that was not a good tweet. I didn't laugh. <laughs> That's pretty good. I know. I'm lucky to have him. <laughs> um, yeah, follow me on Twitter. I, yeah, that's I, I my Instagram too. I make silly videos. I just I just started making TikToks. It's I don't really make like videos or have like any kind of um motivation to do it constantly. Ugh. So, when it comes to me, it comes to me. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I with TikTok, it's really I used to make a video every day. Whether it was good yeah. or bad, I would make a video every day and it's just like, no, I cannot do that anymore. Yeah. It is exhausting and soul-sucking and I hate it. So I just barely ever make videos. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like famous on TikTok, so you can do whatever you want. Well, I appreciate that, but it's also like I can post a video and only get 50 likes. Yeah. Because the algorithm just acts like that. If you don't post every single day, it, like, punishes you. Twitter's the same way. It's like if I don't interact with people and I don't whatever, it's like – but honestly, at this point, I'm, I I like Twitter to be, like, a just catalog of my thoughts and, like, things. Mm-hmm. And I can go back and use them or people can look at them and decide for themselves what they think about me. But <laughs> – <laughs> I, I it's definitely words delete that I write tweets. down. I can look at them later or I can ignore them. <laughs> I, Other people not, can look at them. Uh... Not to quote myself. This <laughs> you, is like... listener, you can look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you Don't take my ideas, but you can look at my Twitter. Um, like, I feel like whenever I look at my old stuff to, like, expand on, I feel like I'm plagiaring, plagiarizing myself. And then oh, I... that's funny. I tweeted that today and I didn't mean to also just say it right now. So I feel like I'm plagiarizing my own self by oh, bringing up funny. the tweet. Sometimes I'll tweet something and then I'll make a TikTok that is a, yeah. a similar joke. And then I'm like, wow, everyone hates you and you're not funny because yeah. the, the people that follow you on Twitter are like, I already saw this joke. No, I know. And it's funny because I have a friend who does pretty well on TikTok, Matt Lopes, and he commented on one of them and was like, like the real fans saw it on Twitter first. And he meant it in a, in a positive way. Yeah. He was like, oh, like people like that. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you in the self-plagiarizing. It's like an odd feeling. It's so funny because it's like people want to see you do the thing you do well, but it's like hard <laughs> yeah. to like keep doing it because it feels hacky. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I don't think that was an issue for people like in the 60s who didn't have Twitter and um, Instagram and TikTok it's to so post constant. their thoughts all the time. Yeah. It's so constant and so daily. Like... I'll post something and I'm like, if someone hates me, they're going to be like, wow, this video, like, this is so annoying. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, think to yourself, like, most people don't hate me. Right. (laughs) Like, even when I launched this podcast. I would venture to say no one hates you. I don't know your life, but. (laughs) Um, Like, when I launched this podcast, I was like, oh, my God, if somebody hates me, they're like, oh, she's making a podcast. <laughs> no, it's so great. I think people who make stuff and just do it are the most admirable people. Oh, thank you. I admire you. That's what I'm saying. I admire you. Cute. Cute. I think that's a nice place. A soft place to land. <laughs> as one might say. Uh. Oh. <laughs> All right. So have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess bye. <laughs>
<laughs> Best Paper Pod is supported by Hickory Playground, which was founded by Dylan Tashton, Robert Fuller, and Jordan Maycant. Our audio editor is John Morgenstern. Our cover art is made by Morgan Honeycutt, and our jingle was made by Lucky Cerruti. I also want to give a big special thanks to Patrick Yeboah and Simone Elhart. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a paper you think would be great for the show, submit it at hickoryplayground.org slash bestpaper. I can't wait to read it.